Look at that. It worked on the first try. Oh, that's awesome. Hello, Craig. What's up, Craig? How you doing? Uh, yeah. Um, I have no idea what we're talking about today. I, I, I've been so busy, uh, working, um, that I literally haven't, haven't even, my brain hasn't even had time to, to record an episode or to edit the one that we have in the bank. Uh, <laughs> I, I still have the one, the one that I did with you and Derek. I finished your part and I have Derek's part like in the timeline with like in his own track and stuff. Everything's ready. I just haven't gone on to start doing the cutting. Exactly. Like I've been so busy working because the, uh, the first episode of the show goes out on Wednesday. Uh, nice, nice, nice. Yeah, so there's just been a lot of like, you know, there's, there's a lot of like work that goes into like getting something from shooting to, you know, ready to to be viewed. So it, it's just a lot of, there's been a lot of that. <laughs> Who's doing the cutting, you or another person? Uh, I'm, I've, I've been doing pretty like a lot of the editing for a lot of the scenes as well. So we're like splitting it. So the big stuff I usually do and then a uh, producer usually does like the trailers and, and things like that. Nice, nice, nice yeah so it's, it's a lot and he'll do like the effects or whatever but like usually so it's a lot of like just going through footage upon footage you know just like eight hours of that and then i got classes i gotta do for for film school and whatever this bits it's been a lot <laughs> so for those of you that don't know morgan why don't you tell us what what, what we're actually talking about how about this show kind of like what the your process is in terms of coming up with the the scenery to what you want to shoot to and uh like what's the behind the scenes entire process okay See, there you go that's a episode for you right there oh yeah you you you've done it you've done the thing you're a genius like <laughs> so um pretty much uh we we shoot various scenes for it every single every single week you know the usual you know television nonsense you're shooting stuff all the time we're getting the scenes that we need so by like monday Monday I get the script and then I go over it and then I have a call with the producer where we we talk about like what how we want to shoot it what can we do because uh, we have a studio so we're not shooting on location a lot of time so we have to like build the set and all this type of stuff um, so like by Wednesday or Thursday we've brainstormed the idea of what scenes we're filming and then how we're going to film it and then we film them on Saturdays usually uh, so we'll get out there in the morning have the set already built by like Friday or so um, film what we need to film and then get out of there. I get the footage by like Monday of the, like the next Monday after that. And then I spend that process starts all over again, along with editing. <laughs> how long, how many hours do you do normally a shooting? Um, usually it'll be around like five hours. Uh, so it's pretty light in terms of like shooting days. Cause shooting days can, can range all the way up to like 16, 18, 20 hours. So, uh, but we did, we did like a, a 14 hour day last week. Um, but usually we'll do like a five hour day. Nice, nice, nice. And where's this going to be, um, showing? So it's going to be on Roku on, uh, on Benjamin diamond flicks. It's also going to be on YouTube. We're going to, we're going to release it on YouTube. We're also going to release it on Facebook as well. Uh, and then probably like a week or two delay later, we'll release it on like Instagram TV. Nice, nice. And so let me ask you, as far as the crew itself, um, how many people are involved in a normal day to day? So let's say it's not big scenes to what kind of like a big, big um, action set piece will be. How many crew members do you have normally? So if it's a if it's a small scene, it'll literally be uh, Chris, who's our who is lead director and also producer, um, where he'll direct it. If it's a, like really small, like two people, 
he'll do it him and the other person and then they'll knock it out um if it's like anywhere between three to five people they're usually it'll be uh me a sound guy or a sound lady um and then chris and then uh like a grip so it'll be about four people and if it's a really big action scene it's usually about five it's usually about five or six of us um so it's a pretty small team, but we we kind of get everything kind of knocked out pretty quickly. So what about like when you have a so let's say you have a scene in mind, right? Like you're gonna be shooting um uh for lack of um spoilers or anything, you're supposed to be shooting like a scene that um character A and character B had in this alter- got into an altercation and they like they're in an establishment to go outside. Excuse me, and in the scene itself, you're expecting it to be like broad daylight everything's ready but on day of shoot the is heavy rainstorm how do you accommodate for that um, so there's this various ways to do this uh so you can either usually my my usual plan is let's just reset it because we have a balcony at the studio where we could film outside and it's covered so you don't have to worry about the rain too much but the sound is going to be the problem um mm-hmm. so i'll usually say let's just film it inside Right. And just switch it around, change the set and try and like we just got to reshuffle it. Um, but if we got time, uh, usually Chris will be like, let's let's like wait out the rain. And then like it might be later in the day, but we could still get, you know, you still get that like that outdoor kind of feel to it. Um, so it just depends on like the time that we have, because like it, where we film, usually the rain goes by pretty quick. So it'd be like an hour <laughs> or two and then it'll be done. <laughs> nice, nice. So. I guess my last question for this uh, impromptu interview. <laughs> uh, who who do you take as inspiration? Like whenever you're kind of in producer mode, who do you think of like, okay, this is uh, person A might do it, or this is how my favorite um, director, producer would do things? Um, I, I usually look at two different people. So I'll look at John Favreau because I really love, uh, I really love Chef. Which is like one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh, such a good movie. Oh, it's so good. Like, so I look, I look at John Favreau because I love the way that he kind of plays with imagery and like the way that he plays with stories and stuff. Um, so when I'm writing, I, I look at him, and then I also look at like Chris Evans because his directing stuff is is really good and it's really like low key and it's not like it, there's nothing over the top there, but the story is really told in like in every single aspect of the camera. <laughs> I want to see what Chris Evans could do with like big budget. Oh, I really, I so badly want to see him do big budget, but he hates it. He just, he wants to do indies. <laughs> uh, but I don't know, man. Like you, I feel like he has the range. And like, if you give him a lot of money, like, and a lot of um, playing power, I feel like he could do something great. Oh yeah. Like I, I, I so badly want to see it. And I hope, I hope one day, you know, somebody's able to convince him. Uh, to do at least one, you know, like uh, Ben Stiller did Secret Life of Walter Mitty, which mm-hmm. unfortunately didn't do well at the box office, even though it is it's an amazing movie. Like it is a spectacular movie, but it didn't do very well. I saw it in theaters. I loved it. Um, but like they gave him that opportunity. and He was great. And I want somebody to convince Chris Evans to do it. <laughs> Imagine Chris Evans doing like a Interstellar or something like that. Oh, he would be so good at it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my gosh. Just once, just one time, Chris. Come on, do it. <laughs> What's your favorite uh, Interstellar like movie? Um, ooh, like space movie or like space Odyssey kind of 
suspense movie, I guess you could say. Uh, as far as like, it's kind of spacey, kind of magic-y. It's like, it's an adventure movie. It's called Stardust. Oh, I've seen that movie. It's so yeah. good. It's like, I love it. That's that's really where I was like, Charlie Cox is the man. Like, seeing him in Stardust, and then he became Daredevil. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I'm trying to... You mentioned that movie. Now I'm thinking of a movie that is so good too. I forgot the name. So they go inside like this dome kind of thing that is like a like a rainbow color. Ooh. And when they get inside... It's not Biodome, is it? No, no. It's like a... Damn it. What's another movie? Now you thought Euphoria, because that's a show. Yeah, Euphoria is that, that show with Zendaya in it, where yeah. I, I've never seen an episode, but I feel like I understand every plot point of it. <laughs> you need to see it. It's really good. It's extremely, extremely good. Okay, yeah, I heard there's, I think there's a new season coming out, so I'll probably, I'll watch it before that comes out. Yeah, and even during the pandemic, they had two shorts that they released, one from um, Zendaya's character's point of view and the other one from the other main character's point of view. So it's, it's really good. You should watch it. Okay, yeah, I was like, I was scared because I was like, is it going to be like Riverdale, but HBL, you know, like I was, I was no, scared. Uh, no, no. Even if you, listen, even if you only watch the shorts, if you watch the Zendaya one, dude, it's the, because of COVID, it was just Zendaya and another character. They're sitting in a diner. And for 45 minutes, they're just talking. There's no flashbacks. There's no camera cuts to like crazy angles. It's just two characters sipping coffee, eating, talking, two different camera angles, one from, from over the shoulder for her, one over the shoulder for him. Actually, three camera angles and one uh, wide shot of them too. 45 minutes of that. Dude. I, I love those. Yes. It gave me Godfather my ivories. <laughs> tickles my ivories perfectly. <laughs> Dude, just, um, you need to, if you watch the show, but watch that show short. Oh, yeah. I gotta I got watch it. I've watched the fan, Fast and Furious shorts. I need to watch this. <laughs> Fast and Furious shorts. Oh, you, oh my gosh. Yeah, there were short films for the Fast and Furious movies. Uh, wait, you mean like the, the Bandoleros one that they should, well, I speak Spanish, why did I say it like that? <laughs> the Bandoleros one? Yeah, like one of <laughs> that, them was directed by Vin Diesel, I think. The one that he's in the Dominican Republic and that he's feeling um, gas or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that one leads up to the movie, right? Because they're all connected. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was so good. I remember that. There was another one like between uh between like one and two, I think. And it's so bad. Like it's in 480p. Like it's so terrible. <laughs> but so good. Oh my god. I need to see these. It's so wild. Like I just I love that they were just like willing to do whatever back then. <laughs> oh my god. Yo, I, I, um this is killing me, man. I'm trying to I'm trying to find this movie so far so badly. Like I feel like a classic for um that most people probably think when they're like oh uh, space travel is probably like Doctor Who or something like most people oh that's a good one too yeah because it, it's very like they they film it in a very simplistic way like you look at that it looks like an indie movie you know like the the costumes are are laughably bad sometimes uh, especially like the earlier ones now it's kind of you know it's mostly CGI and it looks pretty good but like. Those early days, like the Cybermen looked like regular guys, you know? Yeah. 
I love those. I love those days, though. It was so good. Like Eccleston, where it was like, this should look better because this is 2009. But like, ooh, this looks rough. <laughs> Annihilation. Oh, yeah. Annihilation. Oh, my God. I've, this whole time, I've been trying to find the damn movie. Annihilation was good. Oh, my gosh. Dude, when Tessa Thompson starts drawing the binds. Oh, my God. Mm hmm. Uh, I remember my arm was itchy that day. <laughs> you know what kind of died off real fast? Speaking Which of Tessa Thompson, uh, Westworld. She was in Westworld. I think so. Yeah, for like uh, for like a season, I think. Westworld season one was so good. Season two was disappointing, and then season three just fell off the, the roof. Yeah, like it, it really like. For a show that like that people were touting pretty heavily, like I couldn't even get into it. I did about three episodes and I was like, okay, this isn't really that groundbreaking. This isn't as good as everybody's saying. <laughs> it was a good show initially. Like the oh, I don't I I I've never read the books and I was never interested in reading the books. But like the what drew me in was because it was around the same time as Game of Thrones. So you had that kind of mystical fantasy opposites that one is like you know in medieval times dragons and other stuff and this one is modern not even modern times the future where this whole kind of um cowboy land machine things is going on so it kind of in terms of that it was a good contrast yeah and the season wasn't bad i know a lot of people didn't like it because it kind of was weird but the the characters the character development was good for like the main two characters and the story itself was pretty decent but season two just crapped the bed, man. Yeah, I think I think got, I think got wrecked for me because I didn't I didn't watch uh I didn't watch Westworld in contrast to Game of Thrones. Right? Like I wasn't even watching Game mm. of Thrones really during the time that like someone convinced me to watch uh watch Westworld. So I hadn't seen Game of Thrones yet, like ever. So I just like watched it and I was like, oh, this is this is fine. <laughs> this isn't amazing. Like I was watching it at work. Um, cause we had, this was in like college. I was working, uh, for the state. I was working as, as like a page and we had a, uh, we had a room that we would chill in for like eight hours a day, uh, because we had no work to do. <laughs> nice. Cause you know, when you work for the government, you know, you ain't doing nothing. Uh, so the zing. Like, I mean, it was, I was a government worker, you know, like we, we didn't do a single thing all day long. We would literally <laughs> sit in there. It would be a bunch of like college kids. We would come in. That's why I loved working Fridays and Mondays. We would come in bright and early. I'm talking like nine o'clock in the morning and I would leave at five o'clock in the afternoon and we would do nothing all day long but watch TV. Like nothing. No work, no paperwork. No one even gave us any work to do. <laughs> so you were just getting paid to chill basically? Yeah. And we would sit there. It was like a, it was like a high school room. We would make like, you know, remember like hitting uh hornets, like you make, you fold paper enough and then you hit somebody with a rubber band of it. Oh yeah. Or the, the wet hornets. Yes. Like we'd be doing that half the day. You know, we like someone, that's how I started watching Game of Thrones is because one of my coworkers put it on the TV in the room. <laughs> <laughs> we watched Game of Thrones at work. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna lie; I used to watch it at work too. But mine wasn't like that kind of fun. Mine was kind of just hide your phone while you watch it. Oh no, this was like on a full flat screen TV, no headphones. Like that's <laughs> awesome. Of an office building. 
see, that's kind of the experiences that when people be like, oh, I don't want to go to like a outside college. You, you're going to mess up. Oh, yeah. Like that was it was great. That was a great time. I worked there for like a semester of college before I like uh, before I left because <laughs> like the, the representative I worked for did not. Uh, didn't run for re-election so you know there went my job and i was like well <laughs> uh, that sucks yeah it sucks uh but you know that was, that was great that was a great time i was like yeah this is awesome i had like doing nothing for eight hours i was like this is great i get paid minimum wage to do nothing <sighs> we need those things back <laughs> So, you know, um, but yeah, like that's so like Westworld didn't really intrigue me too much because like I didn't there was no like concept, you know, of like, oh, this is something amazing. But I also like Interstellar didn't really didn't really phase me. I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> Interstellar was good for the time and it became um, kind of like a classic on its own. But it's a movie that's really hard to rewatch. Like, yes. Like once you've seen it, you've seen it. So, is it the first two thirds of that movie are amazing? Like it's just they couldn't bring it home for me, you know. Let me see. Let me see. What are what the 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 Ryan Tomato scores said for Interstellar? Like the first two thirds, where it's literally like the story of somebody trying to get this project off the ground and like go into space, and then they get into space and they're going to all these different planets, and like time is is wonky and stuff like that. Like that, I think it would have been better if he didn't go back in time. Spoiler alert for a movie that came out ten years ago. <laughs> yeah, it would have been better if he just didn't go back in time. You know, if he just stayed out in space and was like, "Yeah, time is weird. It is what it is." <laughs> Would you change the cast? Uh, who was in it? McConaughey, uh, Damon, and Hathaway, Jessica Chastain, Michael Michael Caine, uh, Mackenzie Foy, Cassie Affleck, and Timothy Chalamet. I might I might change out Chalamet and uh, and Affleck. Like, I don't remember even what Chalamet did in that movie. Neither do I. That's why I would change him out. <laughs> mm. Get like somebody who would, you know, memorable in like a role that you won't, you know, see that often. <laughs> I think we were talking about it, about this in my show. Um, Chalamet is one of those kids or people that's kind of like the one that everybody knows, but I feel like nobody has seen. Definitely. Like, I feel like I've like, I know that I've probably seen him act in something, but I feel like I've never seen him act. Yeah. Like, where's where the hell is this guy? I never seen him exactly you know it's like it's always he always has a movie coming out but i feel like i've never seen it yeah all right so interstellar has 72 percent critics uh points or whatever and uh 86 percent audience score for how much people like the movie that sounds so it's not right. bad yeah like that first two-thirds of the movie is really good it's just the ending that like can't bring it home Mm. like That's... everything else about it is really cool like the running into like matt damon on that planet where like they're stuck there for years and stuff and he's like the only one left and he's gone crazy that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> i wanted a whole movie of that yeah well, i just checked out um shang chi shang chi's they're sitting at 98 percent audience score and 92 percent uh critic score 
It's not bad. That's, that's really good. Check. Oh, oh, what's 10 Cloverfield Lane at? 10 Cloverfield Lane. The 2016. Yes, I saw. Yeah. I seen I seen all the Cloverfield films, even the the Netflix one. Oh, the Netflix one. It wasn't bad. It wasn't I, good, but it wasn't bad. I liked what it set up. Yeah, I it was interesting, like the whole thing with the monster, that it was kind of like their fault. Yeah, you know, like I like that it kind of set up this idea that like there's there's so many movies that can be made in so many different ways. Like I like that, but like the execution, I was like, oh no. <laughs> I like I like the the connectivity of the movies because it's like 10 Cloverfield Lane really doesn't have anything to do with the first one, but it's connected. Yeah. Like they should have kept them going. Yeah, they should have kept them going. I hope they do. I doubt it, man. I think that they're done with it. But uh, to answer your question, uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane has 90% critic score and a, a 79 audience score. So it's really? kind of on the low side, but it's not bad. Wow. Audiences didn't like that movie. <laughs> what about the original Cloverfield? I love that movie. Oh my gosh. Like Mary Elizabeth Winstead. 78 to 68. How? How? For a POV movie, that was one of the better ones. Exactly. I think it was even better than the Blair Witch Project. I would get I would agree with you. Mm. Like Blair Witch doesn't hold up as well as people think. No, it doesn't. Like, like no go ahead oh no i was just i was gonna say like that the the like vcr kind of style like it, it like you see movies like even though the remake tried to recapture it and it's like it doesn't it just doesn't work anymore you know <laughs> wait hold on 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 there's a remake yeah there was a remake but why i don't know like i guess they were like running low on ideas for that year <laughs> but Oh my god. Because like the Blair Witch Project is not a bad movie by any means. But it's just I don't know. I feel like the the horror or the jump scares is one of that, those movies that doesn't have like that much re- replayability. So like I know it's coming. Eh, um, you know, whatever. I've seen it. I've seen, I know the booger scene. I know the scenes. Yeah, like there's nothing really to like pick apart with it. You know, like you can rewatch some of like the the nightmare on elm street stuff or like uh jason and all these types of things and you, you kind of every time you watch it you're like okay yeah you know I, I see something new this time something else has intrigued me you know with Blair Witch, you're like okay and uh here you go they're in the corner okay yep and there's the tree okay <laughs> there's the cabin there's the person not looking at her exactly you know you're like you, you feels like you know when it's coming you know and you're like oh well, this kind of kills the vibe <laughs> yeah like i to watch that uh that keanu reeves horror movie keanu reeves horror which one is that one uh the one that i think it's still on netflix the one with um i think it's, it's the one with the the young ladies like coming to his house let's see Kean- uh knock yeah yeah it's like knock or something like that and he's like home alone and he's like young women like coming to his house and that's a horror movie yeah. I never heard of this movie. I saw it in passing on Netflix and I like added it to my list and I just haven't watched it yet. 
so it's not a scary movie. It's more like a suspense movie. Yeah, it's like The Guest. Mm, oh, I don't like that movie, The Guest. You don't like The Guest? No. Any particular reason why? It doesn't tickle my fancy. Mm, okay, okay, yeah. <clears throat> like, I see what it's going for, but it just doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, it's meant to like it's meant to mess with your head, but like if you don't, you know, if you're not scared of it, it's not gonna do anything. You know, a movie is really good in terms of like the the person that comes to your house randomly and then it becomes like a suspense movie. Is this movie from the nineties? I forgot the name. Early nineties, late eighties. So is this girl? I mean, this guy that he moves in. The girl next door, she gets a crush on him, so she starts um kind of harassing him. He has a girlfriend, and she even pretends that they're dating even though they're not so she almost gets him killed or got arrested oh then she ends up dying oh my god i think it has reese with a spoon in it what's the name that ruining our day there we go ha 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 we're back uh if if you all hear nothing in the beginning of this then that means that craig has royally screwed us over um yeah, and we got to start over again. But who's to say? Uh, Bralio, we were talking about horror movies. Bralio was was looking for a movie from late late eighties, early nineties. That we said. Yes, and um, I can't stop now because I need to find this movie. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. I don't know what's like. I know what the mo- the name of the I don't know the name of the movie, right? Yeah. But but it has this actor. Uh, he's not famous. That's what makes it worse. But the girl is famous. Mm. Damn it. You've seen it. Everybody has seen it. She, she likes the, the neighbor. She is an older person. She's, she keeps stalking him. And she makes the girlfriend leave him. Or think that, they're, that he's um, raping the, the, the younger neighbor. Oh. Oh. <sighs> uh, fear? Is it fear? Maybe. Uh, movie that. If it's Reese Witherspoon, it's either fear or SFW. I don't even think it's her. I think it's um. Was the girl from Clueless? Uh, oh no. Um. <laughs> oh no. Oh. Hold on. We're googling. We're googling. Amanda Silverstone. Alicia Silverstone. Alicia. Silverstone movies. <laughs> it's not clueless. Is it crush? Was in Scooby Doo. Is it crush? Might be the crush. It's probably the crush. All right. So, crush is a 1993 American erotic thriller film written and directed by whatever Alan Shapir, which uh, stars Carrie. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's crush. Yeah. When 28-year-old writer Nick Elliott moves to a new city in... Yep, that one. That movie. That movie. That movie. I forgot what the context of what we were talking about is. But this is an amazing movie. If you have not seen it, you need to watch this movie. I'm still shocked by the fact that Alicia Silverstone was in Scooby-Doo. What was she in Scooby-Doo? That's that's what I'm trying to find out. I'm like, what? I'm like, what was this? Who's this woman in Scooby-Doo? Because I don't remember her in this movie. Like, I need to watch this movie now, Crush. Oh, yeah, you definitely. Heather? Which one was Heather? What? 
Who was Heather? Alicia Silverstone. Scooby Doo. She was the the news lady, the reporter, uh, the one that was interviewing um Sh- uh, Shred. Was his name Shred? Shred? No, Fred? Fred. Yes, thank you. Wait, no. Wait a minute. Wait, wait. Just, after, not in the beginning. In the beginning is Pamela Anderson. No, the second one. Go, go to Google Images and look up Alicia Silverstone Scooby the One. You'll see. It's gotta be yeah. It's gotta be like the 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 same. It popped up. Uh, all right, let's see. This is okay, a yeah, the, the, yeah, that's the the okay, yeah, that's the second movie. Yeah, okay, she got to be in there somewhere. Did somebody just miscredit at least Silverstone the first one? I don't know. I got to rewatch that movie anyway. I'm meaning to rewatch it. <laughs> Whatever happened to Freddie Prince Jr. Man, he has so much potential to be the next um, George Clooney. I mean, he did he did a lot of really good uh like rom coms, and now he has a he has a YouTube gaming show, YouTube gaming channel. Oh yeah, he's home. Yeah, it's really good. He also did a uh, he did a D and D campaign with uh, Up Up Down Down, um with Xavier Woods and those and those folk. Uh, that's really good. Uh, and he like also he's still married to Cher Michelle Geller. They're still married. Uh, and he does like voiceover stuff. This dude should be um, something in Marvel. He really should. He's like he's down to do different stuff. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm down because he's like, uh, you know, because he, him, Matthew Lillard, like they're, they're, you know, they're like chilling mostly. <laughs> oh, what's the name of this movie? I haven't seen the movie. She's all that. That movie's so old. It is. It's so old, but it's so good. <laughs> I wonder. I need to rewatch some of these classic '90s movie. Like he's in my my favorite rom com of all time, Summer Catch. It is the best one. Uh, that movie's good. I haven't seen it in a long time. It's so good. It's on HBO Max. It's so good. Young Freddie Prince Jr. looks like a, uh, uh, Jensen Ackles. Yes. I'm like oh, wait, he was in Rise of Skywalker. Wild. Wild. That's what he's been doing. <laughs> he was in Friends. He was the yeah. crybaby nanny. Yes. Yeah. Oh, he was a Mass Effect. Crazy. He's done a lot of voice work too. Yeah, he does. He does a lot of voiceover stuff. Um, Star Wars. Re- oh yeah, yeah. He was in Star Wars Rebels. I gotta forget that. I watched that show. <laughs> work with WWE. Yeah, he was a writer. He was a writer for storylines and stuff. Oh, nice. He tells a story of uh, of how much uh, John Cena hated him. Over the years, Why? <laughs> he apparently said something to uh to John Cena in a in like a promo class, <laughs> pissed him off. I can see John Cena being the getting. What is this, Punky Brewster? Punky Brewster, yeah, that was like a weird show. Some of these shows, man, it is weird. Punky Brewster was weird. That he was directed. I mean, he was directed. He was a writer there. Yeah. Like even yeah, even I know what you did last summer. Great movie. Great movie. I I don't think that movie holds up in this day and age though. It guaranteed does not, but it's a great movie. <laughs> it's like, oh, we we ran into some guy who nobody will ever seen him. Or let's use use my find my iPhone. Exactly. You know, they like and then this guy just comes back and like kills them. How'd he kill you? How? 
He would have never got me. <laughs> would have never got me. I'd be like, bro, get out of here. <laughs> Let's see. Ninety <laughs> movies that won't work today. That's like ninety percent of them. Like ninety percent of them would be solved by a cell phone. All right, so five classic romantic comedies that will not work today. Ooh. You got man was gonna be on the list, so I guarantee it. All right. Should. Uh the first one is Chances Are. Never heard of this movie. Never heard of that. Stars a young Robert Downey Jr. and doesn't say the actress name. Oh, she's there's some uh Bridget Jones Diary. Exactly I, what I was thinking. I was like, that one would never hold up. <laughs> I wonder why though. Bridget looking Twitter. Uh, you like yep. dating two dudes at once and not get caught out. <laughs> yep. Uh, next one. There's something about Mary. Yeah. Oh yeah. I haven't seen that movie in forever, so I remember nothing of it. Uh, Reddit would have Reddit would have found that out real fast. Mm. Uh, Nothing Hill. Oh, Notting uh, Hill. Yep. Yeah. That wouldn't work. Notting Hill. I love Notting Hill so much. Hugh Grant. Um, and what's her name? Uh, Julia Roberts. Yeah, Julia Roberts. Great movie. Would not help now because she's famous and he's not. That man would have been on Instagram in three seconds. He would have been famous. Oh yeah, it would have been over. It would have been a wrap for him. Uh, I've never seen this movie. It's really good. You should watch it. Huh? Nice, nice. I'll try to give it a try. Give it a try. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one. While you were sleeping. I don't remember this movie. I don't think I've Let's seen see. That. The plot of this movie is all sorts of wrong to begin with. There, so it's no wonder it wouldn't work today. The story follows Lucy, who, after saving who, after saving a stranger from an incoming train, pretends she is his fiance. Is if this wasn't bad enough, Lucy will later meet and fall in love with Peter's older brother. Sure, Lucy was lonely, and she had no family and visible invisible friends either. So she loved being part of the stranger's family, but heard this. This wait a minute. Oh, I've never my. seen this movie. I have seen this movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I forgot. I was like, while you were speaking, my brain went, wait a minute, is this starring Sandra Bullock? <laughs> so wait, so it's a movie about a chick that saves a guy from the train and then they fall in love. So, no, she falls in love with the brother. Okay, so it's it's kind of like this, right? So uh he gets run over by a, he he gets like hit by a train. And they're in like Chicago or whatever. He gets hit by a train. She saves him from the train thing because she works at the train station. Like she's like a you know like the the person you know the subway, the person that like reads the tickets and whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like she works. She's one of those, and she pulls him off the tracks after he gets like hit at the train station. And then while he's in a coma, she pretends to be his fiance when his family comes out to visit him. Because like he hasn't spoken to his family in a while, so they come out to see him because he's like in a coma. So and they notice her, and she pretends to be his fiance because he actually has a fiance who he like broke up with. <laughs> so this movie sounds very similar to this other movie about this um, kind of hillbilly guy that this woman, this rich lady, falls off a boat. She gets amnesia, and then she ends up falling in love with a guy. Yes, it's kind of like that. Except you know what movie I'm talking about? Yes. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I guess it's creepy, but maybe it could work in this day and age. No, because online, just look up your own Facebook, see who the hell you are. 
Exactly. Everyone would be like, mm, that's not your fiance. We ain't never seen you in an Instagram photo with her. Like, but it's it's kind of a funny movie because she like neither of them want to be, you know, like she doesn't really try to make this guy fall in love with her, you know? Like she's she's doing that so his parents don't feel bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh uh the next one is uh she's all that. What? Why wouldn't this movie work? All right, so let's see. Using the classic and very offensive trope of girl could be hot, could be hot if only she took her glasses off. How is that? A f- oh my god! This article must have been written by Gen Z. I, oh, I, I feel I feel it. But would it be though? Because they just did. He's all that. Yeah, but you know, you, you, this in this instance, you're objectifying the the pretty lady. So now it's offensive. I guess. Yeah. Wait, hold on. Aren't you technically Gen Z? Uh, I'm on the cusp. Nobody knows okay. what I am. It's like... uh, okay, it's not to say. Like, are you are you on our side, Morgan? Or are you I'm infiltrating? On the millennial side. I'm always on the millennial side. <laughs> All right, good, good. Uh, one that apparently wouldn't work. Thirteen going on thirty. Yeah, no, that 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 wouldn't work. <laughs> I. I think I saw that movie once and never again yeah. on TBS or TNT. She like tries to date like a full grown man and that, that dude would be going to jail. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That definitely wouldn't work. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> uh, next one, how to lose a guy in 10 days. Maybe. I mean, it's not a, it's a funny movie. I liked it. Yeah. Like I feel like a lot of that would be cleared up with cell phones. So I guess I guess I could see where they're like coming from. Uh and last but not least, pretty woman. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> hmm. I could see pretty woman happening pre-pandemic, not now. Yeah. Like pretty woman would just be pretty only fans real fast. Yeah, so let's do a pre-pandemic so that there's no blow-up of OnlyFans, unintended, uh, before TikTok uh, overtook Instagram. So Instagram is still king, but dying out. So I can see it working to some extent. Oh, yeah. Like, okay. it, it would definitely work. I laughed so hard at... um. <laughs> do, you, do you know who Noel Miller is? Uh, doesn't ring a bell. No, uh, he do, he does like a podcast like Cody Co. Um, they're like YouTubers. Uh, they have this like podcast called Tiny Meat Gang, which is very funny. Um, but he did like this video. He does a series of videos where he does like weird DMs where people send him like weird stuff that have happened in their lives. Uh, and this today I was watching it while I was like writing a paper. And when you brought up Pretty Woman, it brought it to my head. So I was like, he was like, this dude sent him a weird DM. He was like, I spent eight hundred dollars. On a, on a sex worker, and all I got out of it was nudes. Damn! You spent eight hundred dollars. I'll be pissed. <laughs> he was like, he called his bank to count it as fraud. Wait, but was it? Wait, wh- where on? Was it on OF? Hmm. Like, 
I don't know. This is a very high tech lady, apparently, where she was like, he paid her, you know, for um for the goods, uh, for things, and uh, mm-hmm, she was mm-hmm. like, she was like, I'm just gonna send you photos, and he was like, huh? <laughs> wow. I would be so mad. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh god. Oh, I gotta. I found another fun list. Oh, great, yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess this is the episode of lists. No Listicles. <laughs> so this is the 25, 25 great 90s movies that time forgot. Oh, right. okay. So let's, let's talk about these, Morgan, and tell me if you've seen any of these. Okay. First one, Pump Up the Volume, the 1990 film. Have you seen this movie? Who's in this? So released in 1990, Pump Up the Volume is more in tune with the 80s cinema than the 90s, but it's just too damn good to, and too neglected to leave in the past. Uh, from written director Alan Moyle, stars Christian Slater as Mark Hunter, a socially awkward, extremely bright high school student who can't talk. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, and then it's like, and there's something about the girl... And she like helps him like uh helps him like come up with a playlist or some nonsense. I don't know. I don't know if that's the one. <laughs> I had to send you this. I had to send you the the list so you could look at it with me at the same time. Yeah, like I've seen too many of these like ridiculous movies of high schoolers. Okay, let's see. Yeah, oh, we need to look at it the list together. Okay, I've seen this scene. Okay. I've never okay. seen this movie in my life. Okay, I've seen the scene. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. I think I know, okay, I think I know this. I've never seen this movie, but I think I've seen this, like, scene here. I've seen the movie being referenced, but I never actually watched it myself. Yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I probably should watch it. We should watch these movies. We should. We should get Derek involved in this, too, since he has the underrated show. Oh, yes. I just kept reading the, the thing. I just kept uh, reading the synopsis. Don't read it too much so we could be surprised. You're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. Okay. Next uh, one up. To sleep with anger. Uh, I've probably seen this and I don't remember because my mom was really big into into like anything with Danny Glover in it. Danny Glover always looks old. It doesn't matter what age he's in. True. But I mean, I guess that helps when you do actually get old because you've looked the same for 50 years. I call that the Morgan Freeman effect. Yeah, truly. Uh, next one, Trust. Okay, I've never seen that. With Wes Anderson and Hal Hartley. Yeah, I've never seen that. Nah. <laughs> that looks like it's interesting. Yeah, Wes Anderson was good. It looks it looks sketchy from the, the image that we're seeing, you know? <laughs> I'm getting a questionable vibe from this man. <laughs> it looks like um, what's that show that was really popular on Netflix with a guy that kept putting on the hat that he was like a stalker. Uh, you. Yes. It do look like that. It looks like that. Yeah, it's got that framing. Yeah. Uh, right. Next one. Mo Better Blues. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I've seen that. I never seen it. It is good. It's good. It's a Denzel film by Spike Lee. Yeah. Is okay. one of Spike Lee's better movies. Really? Yeah. I need to check it out. I can't believe I've never seen the movie. 
Oh yeah, like every like when they put um because they put do the right thing on uh on the one hundred greatest movies of all time, which I was like, why? Like I think one hundred percent they should have put Mo Better Blues or like uh or Black Klansman or something on there instead of do the right thing. Black Klansman was such a good movie, man. It really was. <laughs> uh, next one, Chameleon Street. I have not seen that. I've never seen it either. It looks weird. It looks CGI. Bad CGI. Is it, who's out here making this list? I got questions. <laughs> well, this is just 90s. Like, not in the 90s, but just 90. Oh, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, Blue Steel. Have you seen that one? I have. I've seen that one. That one's a classic, man. It's a solid movie. I don't, I don't think it would do well in this day and age, but it's definitely enjoyable. Yeah, like it, it's, it's rough. <laughs> yeah, I don't think post uh, pandemic, with everything that happened during that year, with the you know the unfortunate killing of George Floyd. Post that, I don't think that movie, this movie works. Free yeah. that, yes. Oh yeah, most definitely. Like I, I just oof, it's it's rough. <laughs> yeah. For those of you listening, I'm not saying that they kill somebody like that, but it's a There's good propaganda going on. One might say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, next one, flirting. Uh, no, I don't think I've seen it. It looks. Not gonna lie, it looks kind of interesting from that still shot. Yeah, you know, Dandy Newton, great. You know, Nick- Nicole Kidman, great. Naomi Watts, great. I, I'm just, I'm surprised I haven't seen it. It looks like he might be flirting, pun intended. Wait, this is 91, so that might be 90s. Yeah, I think it's 90s, but they just started with 90 for some reason, I guess. Oh, this is gonna, this is gonna be a long list. Oh, this is about to be a long list, but we have, uh... <laughs> uh Next one. He looks like the kid from Umbrella Academy. <laughs> Which one? The... the dude in flirting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I see that. I can see that. Ooh, the man in the moon. Okay, I've seen that. I've seen that. I've never seen it. That's um, Reese Witherspoon in her early ages. Early ages. Early days, she was really good. I Even at a young age. I think I have the DVD of, of Man in the Moon. Hmm. Might have to forward me that because I need to see it. Yeah, I have a lot of weird old DVDs in there. <laughs> I recently found um, Breaking Bad, not Breaking Bad, Super Bad. Oh yeah, it feels so good when you like dig something out and you're like, I own this. <laughs> yeah, and it still has the blockbuster sticker, so that's yep. Those. yep. Those are the best ones. Yeah. Uh. Mm. Next one, Hamon Hamon. I have not seen this. I've never seen it either. The tagline has me intrigued. You won't be famous unless your balls make you famous. That makes me intrigued. <laughs> Penelope Cruz, pre boob job. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot how old she is. She's old, man. She's so old. She's looking good, though. I give her that. <laughs> She's one of those that has that thick Spanish accent that kind of made it because of that thick Spanish accent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's the next one? I never heard of this one. Just Another Girl on the IRT. 
Hmm. Leslie Harris. Leslie Harris's only film. Wow, interesting. Hmm. Interesting. I, I'll have to watch that. I'm sure this is something that, like, uh, that like probably my family has watched, and I'm going to be shamed for not seeing it. So I'm, <laughs> I should probably go see that. <laughs> yeah, I want to see it too now. Yeah. She gives me kind of. Um, have you seen the movie with? Um, have you seen Selena? Uh, I have. I have seen it. Yeah. Okay, the father. What's the okay, actor's yeah, name? Yeah, yeah. Um. Oh God, I don't remember. James Elmo, something like that, right? Uh, James James Almost, probably yeah, like James Almost or something like that. Have you seen the movie I told you to watch? It was like mid pandemic. We were talking about this movie about he was a, he's a teacher in the nineties and yes, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. I, I watched it. Yes. You, okay. Did you enjoy the movie? I did. It was great. It's not Edward James Almost. almost. That, is that is that Edward James Almost? No, Selena's father actor. Yeah, that movie was very heartfelt. Very heartwarming. Abraham King. I don't want the real damn dad. <laughs> they gave me the real dad's name. <laughs> okay, the actor's name was. I did a lot of googling in this episode. <laughs> Albert James Almond. No, his <laughs> no, is uh, like, oh. I don't want to know about the damn Netflix show. They're making a Netflix <laughs> show. The Selena Netflix show. What is Netflix doing, dude? It's really good. I have not seen it. <laughs> you should definitely watch it if you enjoy the movie. You will love this show. Oh my gosh. Okay, yeah, I got another thing to add to my list, man. Like. <laughs> Edward James, James almost. Okay, so okay, so is Edward. So James. we were right. Yeah, yeah. What the hell? He just looks so weird now. Yeah, you know, get older, you know. True. Uh, teacher movie. I want to put tell the people the name so that they watch it if they haven't seen it. Oh yeah, it's a very heartfelt uh, movie. It's Stand like, and Deliver. It, yes, Stand and Deliver. It's not like uh for those listening, it is about a teacher, um, but it is not like Dead Poet Society. It is. It's very different. Yes, it's, it's one of the better 90s movies. But anyways, the reason I bring that up is because Just Another Girl on the IRT kind of makes me, or gives me those vibes, but from a student's perspective. Oh, yeah. Like, the, it, it definitely, I like the shot composition just from, like, the still we've got here. It feels like it's, uh, it feels like she's talking directly to the camera. Like, she, it, it seems like a movie that's very good. Yeah, I want to see it. And, yeah, like you said, the contrast. It doesn't even feel like it's a 90s picture, but more like a kind of retro filter to it, which is kind of unique. Yeah, it's got that like coming of age, like indie movie vibe to it. Yeah. All right, next one. Deep cover with uh, Jeff. Oh my God, what's this guy's name? Goldblum uh, and um, Lawrence, Lawrence Fishburne. Morpheus and the Grandmaster. <laughs> yeah, I have seen this movie. I saw it once in TNT, and I remember nothing of it. I remember commercials in TNT, but not the movie. I remember absolutely zilch about it, but it's just such a good movie. <laughs> I just, I know it is, because my mom won't shut up about it. <laughs> I mean, the cast itself. I mean, the two lead characters are good actors, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I I should rewatch it. 
Yeah. My mom will rewatch a lot of all these movies. Oh, yeah. My mom loves Lawrence Fishburne from this movie. She's like, deep cover, deep cover pops off. And I'm like, Mom, you gotta stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, next one Passion Fish. Never heard of this. I've never heard of this, but this tagline kind of makes me want to watch it. I didn't ask for it. What? Yep. <laughs> that threw me off. <laughs> I was like, huh? Wow, that, that threw me off completely. I was like, huh? I didn't ask for an anal probe. <laughs> like, um, what? All right, so this movie, despite an overbear- overbearing electric guitar as the soundtrack, particularly, I can't read. Wow, I can't read. Particularly in Regis during the opening credits, John Sl- Sales. I can't read. You guys got to find this movie. Read the synopsis. Or Morgan, you read. I'm not reading. Despite an overbearing electric guitar as the soundtrack, particularly egregious during the opening credits, John Sayles' passion fish has aged like the finest of wines, a movie where characters get to make decisions and have monologues and just plain exist before we learn about their past histories and how that echoes in the present. Does Alfre Woodard, great actor, uh, actress, Playing nurse to an alcoholic wheelchair-bound former soap opera star, Mary McDonald, become a stereotypical early 90s black character? Yes and no. Give us both answers. <laughs> yes, she does have a past. <laughs> the movies were very interested in at the time, but Sales lets her introduce herself and stake a claim in the story as an individual with enough character beats that when her past is revealed, it's quite a blessing to think back on how much runway she was given so as to not be defined by the reveal, but only to have that become seen as a shadow that follows her but does not define her. <laughs> this sounds like a movie I'm not going to watch. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, no longer want to watch it. The tagline had me going, but they've lost me. Yeah, like I understand nothing of what you said, and it didn't intrigue me to the point that I wanted to rehear it. So I'm not watching that one. Yes. Uh, Light Sleeper, the it's Willem Dafoe, oh. 1992 film, looking kind of middle aged there, but looked looking good, looking good. Not. Oh yeah. Does nothing for me, even the tagline is kind of long and not appealing. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm never gonna watch it, but it seems, I mean, it's got Willem Dafoe. Maybe one day, you know, maybe one day I'll, I'll look at it. Yeah, maybe one day I'll be paid to watch it. Yeah, Matinee from '93. It's got John Goodman. I feel like I've seen this movie, but I don't remember it. Uh, maybe I have. What is it? Uh, coming of age set during the Cuban Missile Crisis. I think. Okay, yeah, I think I have seen this. Yep, I've seen it too. Yeah, it's one of those. Cl- it's a comedy movie. Yeah, it's like a classic comedy. I wouldn't call it a classic per se, but it's definitely a comedy. Yeah, it's, it's classic in terms of like it is over thirty years old. That's <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you meant like classic. Like, oh my god, you watch it, you have the best time of your life. But oh no, I would never. I wouldn't teach it in school. You know. <laughs> Yeah, this movie is one of those that you watch on TNT pre-internet because you had nothing else to watch. And it was either that or going to sleep. So I guess you watched that. Most definitely. Like, <laughs> we got Wild Reads. I've never seen this. Why does this man like Ansel Elgort? It says, you think you're smart, but you're just a tacky Tarzan. Exactly. What the hell that means? Oh, okay. So I guess it's a, it's a, it's a coming of age story for, for the queer folk he looks like he's angry at the sun yes 
but sad at the moon, if that makes any sense. 100%. He looks like he knows his astrology sign down to like his houses. Yeah. Uh, next one looks kind of creepy in the uh, image we have here. Joan the maid. I don't like how that man on the on the right is looking at her. <laughs> I don't like how the bald man in the far back is looking at her. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. I don't like this. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even going to read more into it. just doesn't look appealing. Yeah, that's uncomfortable for me. I don't like that. The addiction. The, the shot looks really good. The composition is amazing. Oh, yeah. Like, okay, I respect that. Mm-hmm. That movie looks like it was filmed today based on the, the, the hairstyle, everything. And even the black and white aesthetic kind of gives it like a, it's just somebody's clever um, artistic view of like themselves and the way they, they want to portray themselves on like, let's say Instagram. So they post this kind of artsy picture that yes, it's for social media, but you could tell that they put work into it. Oh yeah. It, it looks like, it looks like it has a caption that's like, don't stop believing, you know? Or... I'm stronger, no, or he can't break me or something like that. Yeah, which like, oh, oh, wow. Okay, yep, okay, this is, oh, <laughs> some very, very serious subject matter on that. I just read the synopsis. <laughs> yeah, the tagline is crazy. It kind of intrigued me. It says, we're not evil because of the evil things we do, but we do evil because we are evil. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's very cool, interesting idea. You know, it gets bitten by a vampire. You know, that's, it's actually very interesting. I might actually watch it. Yeah, I'm definitely going to watch it, too. I think that's, this, this one's going to be the first one I watch out of this list. Oh, yeah. Uh, and for those of you listening... <laughs> oh, this was... What, oh, I was going to say, for those of you listening, The Addiction, 1995. That's the one mm. we're talking about. Yes. Up next, right. we got another Spike Lee film, Clockers from 95. Uh... <laughs> I've seen this one. Good I have not seen this one. It's, um... Have you seen Paid in Full? Uh, yes. Okay, I've seen that one. Alright, so think of Paid in Full only in the scope that you're not restricted to Harlem and is not just a drug issue or drug problem. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Okay, okay, yeah. I'm seeing, okay, Scorsese was set to direct, and he ended up passing, and then Spike Lee came on, and Scorsese produced it. Interesting. I'm, I'm going to have to watch that. And the, the tagline here, it's, uh, is mother at first like you who robbed Rosa Park? You ain't wrong. <laughs> yep. Makai Pfeifferman, also a 90s uh, actor. Oh, yeah. Like, Devil in a Blue Jazz, 95. I have seen this. Don Cheadle and um, Denzel, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken for the picture. Oh, yeah. That's Don Cheadle and Denzel. This is a good movie. Denzel got them, had them guns, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've never seen this movie, but it looks... Definitely looks interesting. It's a good actors. It's a very, like, it's, it's very reminiscent of, like, Dragnet. I don't know if you ever saw that from, like, the 60s. I haven't seen that one, no. Uh, it's like it's this old like detective like show, and I think they made a movie. It's very reminiscent of that sort of style of of uh, of like cinema, where it's like it is is very classic. Like, and then the dame walked into into my room, and she 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 looked like a killer in a red dress. You know, like it's one of those. <laughs> but it's <Okay>. really good. <laughs> you convinced me to watch it. Yeah. 
All right, next one. This one looks really interesting. So it's called Freeway, starting Reese Witherspoon. Now, the tagline says, I'm pissed off and the whole world owes me. That on itself with Reese Witherspoon sounds kind of interesting, but then on the synopsis it says, every time I watch Freeway, I can't believe what I'm seeing. Gaudy violence, raunchy antics, and Reese Witherspoon. American sweetest sweetheart dropping F-bombs like it's her sworn duty. I want to watch this movie just for that. I feel like I agree with that. In the 90s, she was like, you know, this cutesy actress that is this delicate flower that we we must protect. And for her to be dropping F-bombs and kind of like the before her like crazy hype. I want to see it. I want to see it. Oh, yeah. And it's got Kiefer Sutherland in it. Likes it. Let's watch it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Gross Point Blank. I literally just watched this yesterday. Really? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Not even a joke. I literally watched this yesterday. Any reason why? Uh, it's got Mini Driver in it. Huh. And I've never seen it. Yeah, it's on Hulu. Ooh, I'll Hulu it up. Yeah, it's about, uh, it's about an assassin who goes to his 10-year high school reunion and tries to get back the girl that uh, his ex-girlfriend from high school. Mm, I want to watch it now. Yeah, it's actually pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool, cool. The next one is House of Yes. I never heard of this. I've never seen this. I, I've seen these actors, but I've never seen this movie. I know of Parker Posey. <laughs> I don't know anybody here by name. <laughs> like I know of Parker Posey. Parker Posey, great. I uh, just really loved her name. Never knew what she looked like. <laughs> uh, next one, Love Jones. Never seen that. That's a. Very cutesy shot. But I never it seen the movie. They look like they're in love, and I respect that. Yeah, he definitely looks like he's in love with her. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, oh, Theodore Witcher is his only is on, Theodore Witcher's only movie. Interesting. Was that the guy in the frame? Uh, I think that's the director. Oh, okay. Yeah, that sucks. That sucks. I might have to watch Love Jones. This is just to see a really good uh, black rom-com, you know? <laughs> uh, All I Want to Do, 1998, starting Kristen Dunst and some other people there. Uh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Heather Matarazzo. Okay, okay, I do know that person and Kirsten Dunst. <laughs> I only know Chris, uh, Kristen Dunst from this list. Yeah, Helen Monterazzo, very good actor. Very good actress. This looks like a movie I'm now going to watch. Yeah, it feels like um, Pleasantville, but wrong. Yeah, it's a 1998 movie. I'm guessing it's going to be paying homage to the 80s with a car in the background. Yeah, probably. Uh, uh, apparently, they're, they learned that their school is set to go co-ed and merge with local boys' school, so the young women concoct a scheme to ensure their own education. Oh, it's set in the 60s. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely not watching. Yeah. All right. Uh, next one. Dick in 1999. <laughs> the president's dog doesn't poop. He does his business. Interesting. What? Interesting. <laughs> this looks like one of those movies that you skip because, you know. Kirsten Dunst again. <laughs> yeah. I would yeah. never watch it. I'll, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> this feels like a 
Disney XD, Disney movie, and vein, the veins of, um, uh, oh my God, the, what's the Lindsay Lohan movie, Parent Trap? Uh, yeah, yeah, I do feel like that. Like, I can see why time forgot most of these movies. Yeah. There's some that I want to watch, though. Yeah, there's some on the on the list that are really good. Um, but I can see why time forgot most of these films. I can it's yeah. not a question. <laughs> Got some of these. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. You know it didn't uh you know it's like kind of getting a resurgence. Um Labyrinth. Labyrinth. You know, I never seen that. It's on Netflix again. Let me see Labyrinth. It stars David Bowie. Really? Yeah. It is, it is, um, it's something, that's for sure. It's, <laughs> like, it is good in a way that, like, it's, it's a Jim Henson movie, um, and it's very, it's very 80s. It's from 86. It's extremely 80s. But it's like, is it like a David Bowie movie or just, he's, uh, he, it's him and, uh, Jennifer Connolly, I think. Oh my Amazing. God, I'm not watching. I'm watching this. I'm seeing the goblins. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I need to watch this film movie. <laughs> I love that movie. I want to watch it now. I love that movie. So it's so like it's so weird, but it's like it's one of those movies that are like weird, but you can like watch it with your family. You know, it's like it's '86 Jim Henson. Like before, um, is before. Uh, what's the what's the one he did like right after that? Uh that they did the Netflix remake of. Uh I don't know which one you're talking about. Um Dark Crystal. The Dark Crystal. I haven't seen that either. Uh Netflix did a remake of the Dark Crystal, and I think they have the original one on uh, on Netflix as well, which is also a Jim Henson movie. Uh about like goblins or like elves or something that are like fighting over the fate of the world. <laughs> I'm sensing a trend here with that guy. Well, I mean, he was a puppeteer. Okay, that's why. Yeah, he's the guy who uh, did the he invented the Muppets. Oh yeah, yeah, it was Jim Henson. Oh. Jim Wait, Henson I thought and, the... uh, Frank Oz, I believe. Why did I always think that it was um? What's the name of Luke Skywalker? What's his real name? Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. No, no, no. It was uh Frank Oz and Jim Henson who uh, who did the Muppets. Mm. Now they're yeah. Disney, right? Yeah, now they're Disney. Like the mouse owns everything. It's insane. Like you go back and watch like the old Muppets like commercials, like before uh before the like the show even got started. They're insane. Oh man, I might check that out. Oh yeah. But yeah, like they did all the you know, they did the Yoda puppets and all that type of stuff. And then he was like, I'm gonna do my own movies. And then did Labyrinth, which unfortunately bombed at the box office. There was now they're making a sequel. Now Jim is but, dead. <laughs> but I feel like that's one of those movies that builds up like a cult following. Like even after the movie's been long, long, long gone, that's when it starts to build up a reputation. Oh yeah, most definitely. Like it's it's something that became really popular like a year or two after it was out of theaters. Um and it's lasted this long. And I, the, when I first saw it, I was like, this is amazing. Because <laughs> like it's, it's so weird. It's just, it's peak 80s. 
It is the most 80s you can get. <laughs> I'm going to watch it. I feel like I need to watch this movie now. Oh my gosh. Uh, so there you go. <laughs> I feel like I found five movies from this list that I'm going to watch, plus this one. That's six Gross. movies. Not bad. Oh yeah, it's, it's been a good night for uh for for finding movies. Um, yeah. we for we an episode that randomly had no purpose. Yeah, just because you know we we haven't we haven't done an episode in a minute. You know we gotta we gotta we gotta get this out for you people. Um, yeah. you know we've been we've been busy. Uh, Bradley we've almost been dying. Is <laughs> oh my god, I'm still broken. Is that Bralio? Uh, where can the people find you around the internets? You can find me at thebralioshow.com where you can find links to the Braulio Show podcast where we talk about about where we talk about Marvel, Marvel related things, the MCU. Sometimes we throw the comics in there, but if you wanna join us for a good time, come join us. Last episode or the episode that's in the can. Uh we me and Morgan talked about the news and rumors of the week. And then Derek joined me for a fun discussion of Shang-Chi and other Wuxia films and how awesome they are. So yeah. find that everywhere the podcasts are sold as well as the bridalshow.com. Awesome. Uh, we're not going to do recommendations this week because this was literally a bunch of recommendations. So go and watch some yeah. of these movies with us uh, and, and tweet at us and, you know, or contact us on social media to let us know what you think about all these movies if you, if you end up watching any of them. Um, and let us know which of these movies you think we should watch because you've seen it yourself yeah uh you can find me on the twitter at morgan l brooks on the instagram at morgan l underscore brooks uh you can of course catch bradley and i here uh every now and then we'll also have a, a guest uh here at the Ren pod anywhere you get your podcast from share this with uh, your friends your enemies your families people you love people you hate people on the street anybody that you find tell them to listen to this uh and you know Go check out 803, which is dropping on September 29th, uh, which will be a Wednesday, I believe. Uh, pretty much anywhere where you can watch things, I think. I don't know. It'll definitely be on Roku. It'll be on YouTube. It'll be on Facebook. We want to make it accessible to everybody to be able to see. So go and watch it. Uh, thank you for listening to this. Braulio, thank you for joining me once again. Thank you for having me. It's always yeah. fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, and we're, we're going to go and watch <laughs> some movies. So thank you for listening to us uh, talk for a bit. And, uh, and good, goodbye. And a happy Christmas to all. And to all, eat some chocolate chips. <laughs>